0: I want to get into the call today. We are really, really, really blessed to have Father Tom Walsh um, on the line with us this morning. Um, For those who do not know, Father, uh, Father Walsh is has been with Peak from the very beginning before it was. Uh, a program he was there when it was just a seed of an idea and he has been integral in helping that seed grow and flourish into what it has become today so i don't want to waste time because i think you would love to hear his words of wisdom so father tom walsh how about you just say good morning to the folks and uh, let them know what you do and where you're currently serving good morning everybody and first of all let me congratulate
1: everybody who's on this call for accepting the opportunity to be mentors in the peak program Um, it's something one of the most proud things I have in my life is knowing that I was a part of peak you know I didn't get it started it was just ideas that we threw around and people just responded and came together and it's what it is today because of people like mentors, sponsors, you know, people have come into administration and made this thing work. It's, it's been a real group effort and I'm proud to be a part of it. Um, I currently serve as the pastor of St. Martin de Porres Church in the Austin community on the west side. My church is located around Laramie and Washington. In 1993, I came to the west side of Chicago from the south side. I've been a priest for 34 years this year. And I served at a church for 12 years in the Lawndale community. And one of the things I became very aware of while I was in Lawndale was the importance of quality education for our young people. It was just really lacking. And I'm not not a critic of public schools, but a lot of the public schools that we were encountering were not really reaching out to young people. They were, they were, Their doors were open, but they weren't engaging them in the educational process. And I think the educational process isn't just sitting in a classroom and learning, but encouraging people to reach their, reach their maximum potential in life. I became aware of Holy Trinity High School, and I, there was something very different about Holy Trinity. One of the things I heard from the guys out in the streets, and I've spent a lot of time in the street, and these were guys that dropped out of school, was that the local public schools to them, they were just a number. But I met some guys who went to Holy Trinity, and they could actually, and they would say names of teachers, of counselors, of people like, you know, similar like mentors. They would, they Holy Trinity was making contact with people as individuals. So when this idea of PEAK came along, I, I was very excited because one of the things I said was we have a lot of scholarship programs for the highest achieving kids, but there's a lot of kids out there that are not A students, not even B students, but work as hard for, let's say, a C and take as much pride in getting a C. Uh, you know, I mean, the, the fact that they can pass a class, they can work to their full potential. And, uh, We decided that this would be a program that would reach out to what we called at-risk students. At-risk because maybe their family situations, the communities they came from. Even in fact that they were maybe coming from schools that weren't top-notch schools, but they wanted to learn. And we saw that support not just uh, from them, but also from their families. And, And like I said, Peak, man, it just blossomed. And a lot of it had to do with the people that stepped up to be the mentors and the sponsors. Um, Anthony, where do you want me to take it from
0: here? I got you. Thank you. Um, First of all, that's beautiful. Um, I think this will be a good way to pivot. You know, over the years, um, as I've gotten to know you, I've learned that you obviously have intentionally served low-income communities. And um, I guess, can you expound on for us, what drives your passion for doing this work, and what is your why for doing ministry and working with young people um, in the many ways that you do?
1: Okay, Um, I grew up in a middle class community and family on the northwest side of Chicago. My father was a Chicago policeman. My mother served as a librarian at a Catholic high school. And one of the things, though, I was never a top-notch student, but no fault of my parents. I think I was a little bit on the lazy side at times, so I was just enjoying life. But along the way, especially sports played a big role for me. Um, I'm six foot four almost, so everybody was expecting me to be playing in the NBA, and look where I'm at now. I mean, <laughs> that's a priest on the west side of Chicago. But the, the point is, a lot of people stepped up to encourage me me that I could do better or what did I want to do with my life they kept me focused and I really believe that's where I'm at today because what I saw in people that I was surrounded with was the um, inner desire people had to help make life better for others I went to a very diverse high school and I met uh, some of my best friends were friends from the west side of Chicago they'd grown up in the Rockwell Gardens housing, uh, public housing complex on the west side near Western and the Eisenhower Expressway. And I really learned a lot about the rest of the world there. As I got older, I thought to myself, you know what? I want to do something with my life. I want to, you know, help encourage others like I was encouraged. And that just drove within me. And people opened their doors to me in different communities in Chicago. And I mean, it just, you talk about the passion, it was just a love affair I had with the city of Chicago and especially those areas where people weren't getting the opportunities that I had. Um, I like the, I love the image of St. Andre Bessette who was a Holy Cross brother who just became a saint a few years ago. What Andre Bessette did was he opened doors for people he didn't give them the answers he didn't give them everything but he helped open doors and encourage people to reach their fullest potential whether it be in faith, whether it be in life, whether it be in their families and that's kind of what I do I'm involved a lot with community programs here, we go out in the streets, try to talk to people who are out in the street don't seem like they're going anywhere, just to encourage them to reach their full potential Uh, not, not to embrace just what you know, is immediate, what uh, won't be life uh, last throughout, you know, get you where you want to be in your life. Um, I mean, I love these communities I serve, and I'm going to be real, too. Not a lot of people want to be where I'm at. And that, for me, is even more reason for me to say, hey, I'm in the right place.
0: Yeah. So I guess the question that I would have for you then um, you know, we say this to our scholars all the time that they need to find their why, right? And and the thought just dropped in my mind that you know I think that's also true for adults who are mentoring that they have to find their why. Um, but I would love for you to elaborate on why you think having a central purpose to doing the work that you know we do as a mentoring program and that our mentors do as mentors is is important. Yeah, I
1: mean. The children you deal with have a whole lot of people telling them what they should do, and where they should go, and what they should become. I personally think the most valuable thing a mentor could do, and this is happening in a lot of families, happening in a lot of schools like Holy Trinity, but to encourage these young people to look inside themselves and find their God-given talents and really embrace, okay, I was born for a reason. like you said that, why? Now, why was I born? God gave me these gifts for a reason. Why did he give these to me? And what can I do to turn these gifts into not just a blessing for myself, but for others? I've had the honor to mentor a number of young men at Holy Trinity and out in communities where I've served, and I think the greatest impact that these young people had on me was that I learned as much from them as they would ever learn from me. The one thing I learned is I don't know everything. I don't have all the answers. But when you're in a relationship with a person as a mentor, you can grow together. I think any of you who have been a mentor for a while or been a mentor before would literally, you know, understand what I'm saying, that as time goes on, you learn about the young person that you're mentoring you learn maybe about their family, their culture, their community, and your life is enhanced. And for those young people, they, you know, they might not always recognize how fortunate they are to have you at first, but in time, one day they wake up and say, wow, so-and-so was there for me, and so-and-so listened to me, and and I understand now, that's what's helped make me who I am, and then it encourages them to do the same for others.
0: Yeah. So let's say you have a mentor, right, Father Walsh, who, who wants to make an impact. Maybe they just started working with the student maybe for a year and they feel like, you know, I've been I've been showing up, but I don't really know, you know, how to build this relationship. I don't know what to do next. I've gone to the. To the coffee shop. I've taken them out to pizza. We've done museums, but it seems like we're still in the same place. What are some practical ways that you think a mentor can deepen the impact and the depth of uh, their mentor scholar relationship?
1: Well, one thing I've always said when I've worked with mentors is the most important thing you first do is become consistent. If you say you're going to, don't make promises to our young people that you can't fulfill. We're all we're all good intentioned people. And sometimes we'll say things like, Oh yeah, yeah, we're gonna talk next week and then we get caught up in our busy world and we forget. Our our children are often they get used to that. They get used to adults that make promises but don't follow through. So whatever you do, be consistent. Second we don't always recognize the impact we're having on young people. We, we like that immediate gratification. We wanna see an immediate, uh, like uh, the grades go up or all these thank yous and things like that. Uh, some of our kids don't know. It takes them a while to develop a relationship with another adult, with a mentor. These things do take time, so don't second guess yourself and think, do oh, I'm not getting anywhere with this kid? Because that's not what mentoring is all about. It's not what I'm not getting anywhere, it's us getting there together. Um, you know, like, Lack of better terms, kids are funny, but then so are we. We have expectations and they have expectations. And then the whole idea of building a level of trust, it can take time. But I'm telling you, it's worth it. It's worth it. I've always said this. You know, I've seen some situations where things didn't work out and the kid left Holy Trinity. But like I said about those guys I was meeting in the street, it hit them later that while they were at Holy Trinity or while they were with that teacher or mentor, it was changing their lives. They did feel important. Uh, they felt like somebody cared, and and our young people never forget
0: that as they grow. Well, I do have one final question, if no one does, no no, no one else does, and mine would be this: throughout your years of service at Holy Trinity and Peak, um, I guess what have you learned about what students really need from from mentors? And I'm not just talking about like consistency and stuff like that, and I think that's really important, but I think. You know, I don't know. I guess I would ask like thinking about even one of your most challenging students. What what's that thing that sometimes we just tend to miss that really this is why I'm here?
1: Yeah, I think that's a good question. And I think one of the things is and when I was younger, when I was in my 30s, I thought different than I do today. I think I did good things. But what I learned over the years is always be honest. Hmm. Be honest about who you are. You know, uh, sometimes we look at the kids and say, oh, well, maybe I'm not that exciting. Let me just kind of focus on exciting things. But no, don't, don't be afraid to let them know who you are. For example, what you do with your job, what your values are, what your dreams and hopes are. You know, I'm not saying you guys divulge personal information, but always have an honest relationship. And one of the great things I learned from one young man I was mentoring was, and he was pretty open and and pretty verbal with me, a lot of times there's stuff, language that the kids use, terms and that, that I didn't completely know what they were talking. I remember being in my minivan once, driving some of the young people home from a basketball practice, and they were talking about something. I thought they were talking about me. I wasn't sure. So when I got to dropping the last person off, I asked him and he explained it. And I almost fell on, he started laughing and fell on the floor, but he was a great source of information for me to understand things that that the world that I wasn't completely an understanding of. Sometimes one little word can be a revealing thing. I mean, that's why I say, be honest. If you don't understand something your student's telling you Ask them to explain
0: it again. Say, I don't completely get it. Help me understand. I mean, that would be one thing. That's huge. Wow. Father Walsh, I mean, you are a wealth and a well of of knowledge and and wisdom, and we really appreciate um, your sacrifice, your commitment to PEAK, and all that you've given us. Um, For those who are on the call, I I definitely ask that you um, share how much this has been a benefit to you on, on PEAK, I mean, on BAND, Uh, so that um, any other mentors who are planning to join our fort